Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. In my conversations with literally thousands of women, I have realized one big truth, that we have been misinformed or not at all informed about the changes that happen to our bodies in perimenopause and menopause. Doctors are still confused about the changes that occur in our bodies and our hormones, leaving us further confused and in the dark. Today, I would like to shed light on what is really going on with us during perimenopause and menopause. And the good news is, is we have a lot more control over our hormones and our hormones transition. Before I share with you how to get through that transition with ease and grace, I want to first paint a picture of what's actually going on inside of our bodies during perimenopause and into menopause. Now today is Q&A Friday, and Cheryl Sands reached out asking to get clarity on what is going on with her body while she experiences new changes, and honestly, she wants to know how to support her body during these changes. Here's Cheryl's question. Marisa, I just turned 49 and honestly, I can't tell if I'm going into menopause or not. It feels like I'm already in it. My doctor doesn't have a definitive answer for me. How can I tell what's the difference? This is a question that I get a lot and it's because the transition from perimenopause to menopause, especially towards the end of perimenopause, feels like a blur because there's so much crossover in the changes. Now it can be an unpredictable time of transition. And the truth is most people mistake perimenopause for menopause, not realizing the distinction between the two. Peri means around or about. So anytime before your period has been gone for one solid year falls within the realm of the perimenopause spectrum. And perimenopause and the entire spectrum of it can start as early as your mid to late 30s and last anywhere from four to 12 years, ending in your early 50s. Now, every woman's different and it really depends on what's going on with you specifically, but that is a benchmark that we work with. Now, exactly what happens to your body during perimenopause? Well, our ovaries slowly decline in their role and ability, but you will still have periods Even if they become irregular, this means that you can still get pregnant during perimenopause. But know that estrogen levels are going to fluctuate rapidly, spiking up and down as the ovaries begin to slack off in production, your ovulation begins to slow down, and progesterone levels are steadily decreasing first. Now, some women breeze through perimenopause while others experience a spectrum of hormone fluctuations so wild and erratic that they can cause a wild, wild range of undesirable changes, things like hot flashes, night sweats, sleep problems, severe PMS symptoms, heavy bleeding, memory issues, vaginal dryness, fatigue, brain fog, among many others. Perimenopause can be enormously disruptive physically and emotionally, but it doesn't have to be. The goal is for you to anticipate the worst, but adapt for the best. Perimenopause is a natural phase of life. Your body is beautifully designed to wind down at a certain point to give you a release from reproduction. Your body is also unique to you, and there's no way to predict exactly how it will respond to these hormone changes. 
but I see perimenopause coming on earlier and earlier and more intensely for many women because so many of us have got a lot going on. We're feeling stressed and we're feeling burned out. In putting others before ourselves, we delay self-care and sadly start to pay the price in perimenopause. I oftentimes see women start to experience symptoms in their mid to late 30s and really ramp into their 40s, and that can be early for some women. And that's because our hormones are constantly responding to our environment, other hormones, lifestyle habits, environmental toxins, and whatever stress that we're having to encounter that day. And that's really what our hormones have been designed to do. Now, to keep us at that happy equilibrium, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what we can do. But just note that if our body has been paying the price for decades of feeling stressed out and doing everything for everyone all the time, we set ourselves up for a rocky perimenopausal time, which is unfortunate because we should be enjoying that time of self-discovery. So by prioritizing self-care now and making some tweaks to restore hormone balance and reduce the stress and inflammation, I promise you that your transition from perimenopause into menopause and beyond will be more ease and grace. Now the most important thing to remember is that your body is supposed to go through this natural biological change and you can control how you prepare and respond. Supporting and nurturing your body with lifestyle and having a strong, healthy foundation will give you the best chance not only for navigating perimenopause, but also menopause and beyond. Now, here are some bulleted experiences, symptoms, and changes that occur specifically in perimenopause. As I mentioned before, it may begin as early as your mid to late 30s, can last up to 10 to 12 years. You can still conceive during this time period especially the beginning of perimenopause, producing the reproductive hormones, hormones estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone is still going down pretty much all the way until menopause hits. Just note that progesterone is the first hormone to drop. Estrogen starts to go in those rapid roller coaster patterns, and testosterone is the last one to drop. So you actually have testosterone into menopause. Menstrual cycles may and potentially will become erratic. Most common symptoms, as I mentioned earlier, brain fog, breast tenderness, chest palpitations, fatigue, hair thinning, loss and dryness, headaches and migraines, hot flashes and night sweats, lowered libido, osteopenia, which is low bone density, definitely worth looking at in our 40s, PMS, irregular periods, heavy flow, cramps, skin issues like pigmentation issues, acne, dryness, sleeplessness and other sleep issues, urinary incontinence, vaginal dryness and thinning, potentially painful intercourse, weight gain, especially belly fat due to high levels of cortisol. So now that I covered pretty much the nuts and bolts of perimenopause, let's take a look at the changes that occur in menopause. Now menopause is defined as the complete absence of any menstrual bleeding for at least one year. It's as simple as that. Once you've gone 12 consecutive months without a period, you are officially in menopause. The hormonal roller coaster ride of perimenopause ends, whew, thankfully. Your ovaries take a bow from ovulating and making progesterone, and now it's official, your body is done making babies. You remain in menopause for the rest of your life from that point forward. Menopause presents our bodies with an opportunity to rest from reproduction and use that energy elsewhere. So how will you show up when you're in menopause? Maybe you're already there, right? 
that's the beautiful thing about menopause is that once our hormones and all the energy of, of monthly getting prepared for reproduction or getting prepared to have a baby is gone, we get to leverage that energy other places. Now, a lot of women will ask me, is there a hormone test to determine when this will happen exactly? And there isn't really. Though some healthcare providers will measure your folliculating stimulating hormone, or they'll look at levels at either blood or saliva, and if your FSH, your follicle-stimulating hormone, reaches their peak in menopause, we can kind of determine that you're getting closer and closer to it. But unfortunately, it can be a waiting game because that test is just not reliable enough. And I know that the waiting game can be hard, especially when periods are erratic and uncomfortable, especially when you have heavy bleeding, potentially you're dealing with fibroids. It's definitely not a fun time, and I get that. Now, the average age of natural menopause is 51, but there's no hard and fast rule here as well. Some women naturally enter menopause in their early 40s, while others don't go into menopause until their late 50s. Some women bank on the age of their mother's onset as a marker, but there are many factors that contribute to this change. There are other forms of menopause that you can also experience, but most have outside factors that force their hand. Premature menopause can happen before the age of 40 and is usually linked to an illness or a pre-existing condition. Though chronic stress can be a cause too, it oftentimes is linked to things like cancer or some type of autoimmune condition. Artificial menopause, also called surgical or chemical menopause, is brought on by the removal of both ovaries, for example, in a hysterectomy, or the disruption of blood supply to the ovaries because of radiation, chemotherapy, or drugs. Artificial menopause comes on immediately and usually much stronger than natural menopause. But for most women, we just wait and trust that our bodies find its natural rhythm. The good news about menopause is that the wild hormone ride of perimenopause is over. The bad news is that you still may be experiencing some of the same perimenopausal symptoms that you had been dealing with, and also you start to notice some new ones. And the reason for that is again, overstressed, or dealing with inflammation, and we may be dealing with other pre-existing conditions. Now your symptoms are not always tied to your ovaries and estrogen deficiency, rather widespread hormone havoc that is rooted in decreased insulin levels or increased insulin levels, cortisol, erratic cortisol levels, thyroid issues. I mean, there's a number of different hormone systems that could be causing some of the symptoms that you're addressing when you're in the middle of going through menopause. And it can all just feel like this, it's all intertwined and very common. It's really important to always look into your hormone testing, to go deeper to find that root cause, to figure out if it's really perimenopausal symptoms or if it's something else. Now here are some of the experiences, symptoms, and changes that can occur during menopause. Like I mentioned earlier, the average age of natural menopause is around 51 years old. No menstrual cycle for 12 consecutive months. It's a permanent state of being for the remainder of your lifespan. Symptoms similar to perimenopause, except you will not experience PMS, irregular periods, heavy flow, or cramps. And lastly, I wanna quickly just define postmenopause. Now the term of postmenopause is a new in vogue term used to refer to the period of time after 12 months have passed since your last period. Post meaning after. So those who use this term kind of think of it as this. Perimenopause is before menopause. Menopause is the moment you've gone those 12 months without a period. And postmenopause is after menopause. 
The trouble is postmenopause is a redundant term. By its very definition, menopause is a permanent state of being that covers the biggest time, or one of the biggest times in your life. We don't need another word to describe these years. I prefer to be straightforward with my science. If your reproductive years are over, Everything that's happening to you is going to apply in those menopause years. Now keep in mind, if your period has been gone for 12 months, it's definitely time to celebrate. You are in menopause for the rest of your life. Now I recognize that, as I mentioned before, it can be a crazy roller coaster to navigate all of these changes, but there's a lot that we can do to support our bodies and thrive into the next phase of our life. Currently, I have been sharing a little bit that my newest book on menopause and perimenopause is actually in production. It's getting created as we speak, and it will be released in spring of 2020. Now, I can't tell you how excited I am to be sharing this book with you. I've been working on it for over a year now, and I have laid out protocol after protocol for everything you can possibly imagine. In the meantime, because the book isn't gonna be out for a little while longer, here are some easy ways to balance your body during your transition into perimenopause and menopause, and honestly, even earlier, so that these transitions and these new phases in your life are really easier than you could possibly imagine. So let's first start with physical changes, or just kind of how to handle your body physically. It may be time specifically to hang up the running shoes if you're running long distance runs and switch to lower impact exercises or strength training. But you can still keep your body at a healthy weight by moving frequently, sleeping your eight hours a week, keeping toxins low, eating a healthy diet filled with fiber, healthy fats, and clean lean protein. Things to consider when you are moving your body physically is just consider taking a walk. Maybe it's a 30 minute walk, maybe it's a little hike, or lifting weights for 20 minutes. Those are gonna be the types of things that really help to boost our metabolism without burning our body out. Taking weekend bike rides, joining a local hiking club, or just hiking with family members, or even trying yoga because it lowers cortisol and raises testosterone. When it comes to chemical concerns, we know that environmental toxins pack a punch and they have some nasty side effects on our hormones, gut, and liver. Xenoestrogens can be found in meats, plastics, cleaning products, personal care products, I mean, goodness, even inside of our furniture. But we get really hit harder when we have the effects of sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. You may even find yourself as you enter into your 40s that what you could tolerate back in the day is not really working for you anymore. Definitely, that has become true for me. And it's time to find healthier ways to relax and reward yourself. One of my favorite things to do is dry brush, especially to help remove toxins and to make sure my lymphatics are working properly. Replace coffee with matcha and green smoothies for more energy. Replace that glass of wine, especially if it's giving you a hangover, with a hot bath or a walk in the neighborhood to unwind. Eat as much organic food as possible, even if it costs a little bit more. Swap out your fragrance, beauty, and cleaning products for unfragranced and all natural scents. Honestly, just buy non-toxic cleaning products or make your own. And then sweat out toxins with a brisk walk or by jumping on a rebounder or maybe even having access to a sauna. And then lastly, it's important to nurture your body. One of the things that I mentioned, it's kind of been a common theme, not only here on the podcast, but definitely in this little episode, is that 
there is a lot coming at us all the time. Obligations, you know, work needs, family needs. I mean, honestly, it's never ending. So it's super important to always advocate for yourself and really put yourself first before you do everything for everybody else. So ask for help from a partner or kids when it comes to chores and things around the house. Say no to projects or obligations that don't serve you and that you cannot stand doing. Schedule a morning ritual or at least time for yourself every week doing the things that you love. Maybe creating a joy list and pulling a couple of those things so that you are feeling that you are being taken care of. And then setting boundaries, especially when it comes to toxic people. There's so much that we can do on a day-to-day basis to really help support our hormones, especially during these transitions. I know for a fact, based on the research that I've done and really my own experiences, that a lot of the reasons why we struggle in perimenopause and menopause is that we really have put ourselves last. We haven't focused on nourishing ourselves. And the beautiful thing is, is that we can change that. We can absolutely shift how we're taking care of ourselves every single day. I know that 80% of what we do daily affects how we are going to be operating in the years to come. And we really need to show up with that level of intention that every day we're looking at our day and thinking to ourselves, how can I take care of me? How can I nourish me? How can I ensure that I've got the energy that I need for the day? And if we make those concerted efforts on a daily basis, gosh, five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, we are going to feel so much different. We're going to feel so much more nourished. We're going to have more energy. We're going to be able to just rock our life on a day-to-day basis. Now, as I mentioned, these are just a couple little pointers to consider, super daily helpful hits that can get you started. I will have so much more in this book to come in spring of 2020, but until then, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the Essentially You podcast for another Q&A Friday, and I'm really, really excited to share with you a new episode, a new interview with an incredible woman, Maggio Malfino. We're going to be talking about the five good girl myths and how we can release those myths and beliefs to step into our power and to own our truth. Now, if this is something that you are intrigued about, I definitely welcome you to come and invite us for this powerful interview. There's a lot of insight and kind of those aha moments that you're going to have. And until then, have an amazing weekend and week, and I will see you on the next episode. 